Lord, we do thank you for your great love. We thank you that we can live in it, and may we rejoice in it this morning. In your name we pray, amen. Okay, um, we are continuing our look at 1 John, and this morning we're looking at 1 John chapter 3, verses 11 through 24. And I'm going to read the passage, but I'll be referring back to that passage, so if you have your Bible and you have it open, you'll be able to see those verses as we go along. For this is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. Do not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. I think it's been about four, five, six weeks that we've been walking through this series on first through walking through first John and then through second and third John. And I personally have been enjoying this series. Overall theme of the series is the walk, um, the walk of our life on this earth. The walk of life, our walk in this world, our walk as believers. We talked one Sunday about walking on the right trail, um, walking in the light as Jesus is the light, 1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and, his blood, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. We have the privilege and the blessing of walking in the light of Jesus. We have the privilege and blessing of walking together in fellowship with one another as believers. And in this walking, we find ourselves purified of all sin through the blood of Jesus. Praise the Lord. 
Two weeks ago, one of the verses for that particular morning's message was 1 John 3, 1. See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. Wow. We sit here this morning as believers, as a fellowship of believers, and we are children of God. God in love has made it possible for us to be his children. People who are born again. We don't deserve it. We haven't earned it. All by grace, we sit here this morning as his children. What great love God has lavished on us. It is in this reality that we come to our passage, particular passage today. Our, te- our text this morning focuses on loving one another. The people that are sitting right next to you, in front of you, and behind you. We are a fellowship of believers. And the character is the characteristics of this family of brothers and sisters is one of love. Love for one another. Verse 11 says, For this is the message you heard from the beginning. We should love one another. People of Oak Hill, we are called, we are commanded to be people who love one another. At least we, sh- at least we should be. And it is good to be a part of this group, this part of Oak Hill church. Uh, My wife and I have been here now for four and a half years fellowshipping with this local body of believers. We've been a part of other bodies of believers that love one another, and it's a great joy to be a part of this body of believers where we love one another. Imagine going to a wedding and a reception where you know very few people. Maybe, maybe, you're going, the wedding is for, uh, for someone from your spouse's work that is getting married, and you don't know anybody there. But you go. But the people, they, they, they don't know you. They ignore you. They have no interest in you, uh, in you. They have no consideration of you. They don't love you. It's not very much fun to go to such a group. On the other hand, you go to a family wedding where you know everyone and everyone knows everybody else and they love each other and, wow, now that's a party. I kind of think that I get this feeling those people that uh, are from Inspiration Point, um, Bible Camp, staff, people that have met each other and they're having a wedding and all the Inspiration staff are there, I think that's kind of the feel, this love that goes on. Fun to be a part of that. Love is important for each one of us, isn't it? As children of God and as people of Oak Hill, we are commanded to love one another. As I read in verse 11, for this is the message you heard from the beginning, we should love one another. And then verse 23, it says, and this is his command to believe 
in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. We children of God who have been born of God are to love one another. John chapter 13, verses 34 through 35. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Love one another and all the world will know that you are followers of Jesus that you are a child of God. Do people know that we are Christians by our love? Sometimes, and sometimes maybe not. Romans 13, 8a says, let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. See, loving others is never a completed task. You can't say, well, I loved so-and-so last week on Thursday at at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and I I loved them then, and now I'm done. It's never a completed task. It's always a continuing thing. We are to love others, and we are to keep on loving others. In verse 12 and 13, we find a very negative example of loving one another. It it reads, do not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his own actions were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, my brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. Cain had not been born of God. We don't quite understand it. It's kind of puzzling sometimes. But he was in fact a child of the evil one, the child of the devil. And so his actions were evil. He murdered his brother Abel. Cain wasn't evil because he murdered his brother. He murdered his brother because he was evil. And he was of the evil one. If a person has not been born of God, then they... What other alternative is there? They are born of the evil one. Cain was mad about the righteous deeds of Abel. For the righteous deeds revealed what Cain was really like, that he was a child of the evil one. Say you're with a group together and and they want to do some evil. I don't know what kind of group it might be, a group of kids or... Uh, And I don't even know what kind of evil it might be. You know, just getting into mischief and trouble. And all the group is in on it. They're going to have a great time doing this. Except for one. Who says, well, I don't think that's very, you know, that's not a good thing to do. I think it kind of ruins it for all the others, doesn't it? See, the righteous act of the one reveals the evil or the wrongness of the others. Sometimes it happens in school groups, might happen in a work group, might happen in a group of friends. People of the evil one don't like people who are righteous. That is why verse 13 says, do not be surprised, my brothers, if the world hates you. The evil world hates righteous people. 
verse 14 and 15. We know that we have passed, it is another test of love. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. Anyone who hates a brother or sister is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. Having love for others is an indication of whether a person has passed from death to life. If you have been born of God, who is love, then the result is is that there's love in our lives, that we have love for one another. People born of the devil do not love, at least in God's way. As Cain is the negative example of how not to love, Jesus is our example of how to love. Verse 16, it says, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. What great love Jesus has for us, that he would lay down his life for us. The lavish love of Jesus. Then our text goes on to say, we also ought to lay down our lives for others, giving up our own selfish interests for the sake of others. I don't know of anyone personally who has laid down their physical life for another, but from time to time you hear of it happening. Recently, I I saw it in the news or heard it in the news, there was a father who died while trying to rescue his daughter from a rip current down in Florida. The daughter survived. The The father did not. We may never be called to lay down our physical life for someone else, but it's the kind of love that is shown, a willingness to give up our own life, our own selfish interests for the sake of our brothers and sisters in the Lord. See, there is supposed to be a special kind of love amongst believers, amongst brothers and sisters in the family. Verse 17 gives us another uh, situation. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? You have the resources to help and you simply don't do it. You have no compassion. What kind of love is that? Really, the Good Samaritan is the right example of love. He saw the need, the man who had been robbed and beaten, and he had the resources and he helped. Our love for one another is not to be filled with, is is to be filled with actions, not just by our words. Verse 18, it says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Words are nice. We can say we love each other. But if there is no action, we wonder. Actions do speak louder than words oftentimes. James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, 
is dead. Faith is dead without action, and love is dead without action. Romans 12.10, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves. In love, we honor others. If you're a student and a fellow student gets a 95 and you get an 85, you rejoice with them. Are you rejoicing with them? Your friend gets the new car that you always wanted, but you couldn't afford. Do you rejoice with your friend? Your friend's business is successful and yours is struggling. Do you rejoice with your friend? Love one another. Rejoice in the successes of others. 1 Corinthians 13, often read at weddings, but I think it's good for us to be reminded of love in this way. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never feels fear. Love never fails. As people of Oak Hill, let's love in this way. Our love for one another is an indication of our being the children of God who is love. So we are hearing this message that we are to be loving one another. But what do we do when we fall short? Or we feel like we're falling short. I know I do. Well, here's a few things to consider. Verse 19 and 20 in our text, it says, this is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. He knows our hearts. He knows everything. He calls us his children. He is a God of love who can fill us up with love. Verse 21 and 22. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. As we are confidently in a relationship with God, we can ask him for anything. We can ask him to fill us up that we might be a greater place of love for one another. First Thessalonians 3.12, may the Lord make your love, or should we say, may, may the Lord make our love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. A great prayer for us. Romans 5.5, 5, and hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. By the Holy Spirit and his presence, we are enabled to love. So to summarize this morning, as children of God, as believers in Jesus, as believers gathered together in this local fellowship called Oak Hill, we are to love one another. 
Not like Cain, who hated and killed his brother. He was of the evil one. No, we are to love as Jesus loved, laying down our life for one another, looking to the interests and the concerns of others over our own. And our love is to be one of action, not of just words. Do we fall short? Probably, sometimes. But our love is there. For we are children of God. And the children of God who loves us and gives us love. And our love is continuing and growing as God continues to work in our midst. As we are walking on this walk in life. I'd like to close with these last two verses of our text. It's kind of a good summary. And this is his command, wondering what, 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 what should we do in life? And this is his command, to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him, and he in them, and this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we do thank you for your word this morning, your encouragement to love one another. I thank you that I have the privilege of being a part of your body, being one of your children, and being a part of your big family and a local family that loves one another. May our love continue to grow as you pour your life into our hearts. In your name we pray, amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all, amen.